You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Whether it's heating or cooling, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them today at 401-351-7600. Listen, we still have a number of months ahead. You're going to need the heat. We don't know what's going to happen. March can still be chilly. April can still be obviously chilly. The heating season. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System. They're energy efficient, they're quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 53 years, JKL's reputation, second to none. Technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. Call JKL Engineering today. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, for a heat pump. They're going to do it right. They're going to do it right the first time. And remember, with JKL Engineering, they'll keep it nice and cool in the summertime and nice and warm in the wintertime. Central Air is a life changer. Central Air is a game changer. And right now, estimates are free. Financing is available. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, the original, the best, JKL Engineering. Call them 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. Folks, it's the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at DePietro.com. Now, if there's ever a problem with the stream, uh, what you can also do is if you have Alexa or Google, just say, Alexa, search WNRI, and boom, there it is in crystal clear audio. You also have different apps that you can take advantage of. The TuneIn Radio app, Simple Radio app, they're both free. Download them to your phone or iPad. And then the same thing, folks, you just search WNRI, and you can listen in crystal clear audio. If you ever are wondering how can I listen or any information about the show, make sure you visit the website petro.com well let's bring him on he is our legal analyst he is rhode island top attorney tim dodd and tim i want to start off and this was somewhat unusual yesterday it was during governor mundo's press briefing in the afternoon live from the state house and the day before uh mayor lorza had announced that he was closing parks to city residents they had the the visual of there it was a basketball playground and the backboard was the the rims were taken off and you have a lot of people been out at Blackstone Boulevard and different places just going for a walk. Well, the mayor announced he closed. He was closing that because of what's going on with the pandemic. And then yesterday, Governor Raimondo at her briefing said, "Well, oh, I've spoken to the mayor and we've agreed to relax it and see if people comply within a week. And then we'll revisit then. 
And then during that same briefing, uh, people then reaching out to Mayor Lorza and his people saying, no, 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 there's confusion. It has not been relaxed. And so it kind of plays into this situation of the governor was saying, I don't want to overrule the mayor, which is interesting. Um, but it's an element of, you know, the state versus the city and how much can you really kind of force someone? I mean, in Blackstone Boulevard, you're talking about so in the middle of it, you, you're not supposed to be able to walk down the middle, but you could walk on the sidewalk. And the reason they, they don't have the sidewalk is they prefer to people to walk down the middle. So it, um, it, was, it was highly unusual. And, and I think there are some legal questions that come into play with this story. We're, we're seeing this locally. We're seeing this nationally. We're seeing this between competing states, between uh, competing towns within a state, this situation where the governor and the mayor might be at odds. This whole notion, John, that we're in this um, crisis of a um, pandemic and the uh, significant danger for the health of citizens at large, it gets into a balancing test between what are your rights, what are your constitutional rights versus what can the uh, state actors do temporarily and under emergency power enumerated by state um, to um, ensure public safety. So the governor has broad powers if there is an emergency, and this clearly is an emergency, um, under her executive powers granted under the Rhode Island Constitution to, in a limited way, for limited periods of time, um, alter rights that you would otherwise have. Right now, even though we've got freedom of religion, you don't have the right to go to church. You can't get in. Right. She has said the churches are closed. Right. Uh, that's, that's temporary. And She's making decisions on a case-by-case -case, um, basis, business-by-business, activity-by-activity, as to what's acceptable and what it isn't. I do believe that she would have the executive power under the Constitution to overrule Mayor Olorza if that became the case. And if the, if the mayor wanted to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm the boss of Providence, um, I think he could be properly overruled. But... This just points out the very, very difficult balancing test that all the executives have, state executives like governors, um, city executives like mayors, in balancing constitutional rights versus what they can do in a limited way for a limited period of time to um, ostensibly promote public health and safety. Um, it, it, it is an odd thing to say you can't walk down certain parts of Blackstone Boulevard, but you can walk down other parts of Blackstone <laughs> Boulevard. Um, and, and it becomes a very difficult um, edict to enforce. Um, are you subject to fines? Are you subject to criminal prosecution? Um, are these properly codified statutes uh, that have appropriate penalties? It's a very, very murky area. And as we've said before, I mean, the governor is going to make some missteps along the way. So will the mayors. Um, I guess they get some latitude because everyone, the whole country, the whole world is playing this by ear. Uh, the, the, the facts that we are presented with change daily. Um, 
I, I think that closing the parks probably is a good idea um, because of the inability of people to abide by the social distancing rules and suggestions and orders and edicts which have been um, disseminated by the governor. Um, we see pictures every day in the media that people are congregating. They're not respecting the rules. They're not staying uh, more than six feet apart, etc. So uh, the less people cooperate, I guess, the more drastic steps the governor has to take. And Tim, what about this element of we would like everyone to wear a face covering or a mask? What about those that say, I, I'm, not, I'm not wearing a face covering or a mask. I don't want to. You can't make me wear one. They can, is it they can suggest you wear one or could they in certain situations step in and say, we want everyone to wear a mask or a face covering? I don't know that it would be something enforceable if they wanted to start arresting or fining people for not wearing masks unless there's a... Uh, unless there are appropriate uh, rules put in place. Otherwise, it's just too vague of an edict. You must wear a mask. What does that mean? When you're in bed, when you're sleeping, do you have to wear a mask? When you're driving in your car, do you have to wear right. a mask? When you're in front of one person or two people or three people? At what point in time must a mask be worn? For how long? Do you, it gets into an unwieldy situation. It, go ahead. Uh, no, I was gonna... no there, there are certain r rules under our Constitution uh, governing powers the, gover the governor has regarding quarantine. Um, I don't think wearing a mask or not wearing a mask really falls under the same umbrella as her ability to order quarantines. Just like in Boston right now, they're ordering a curfew. Uh, you can't be on the streets after 9 p.m., or you're subject to fines. You're not subject to arrest, but you're subject to fines. A lot of different municipalities around the country are in instituting curfews. I believe those would be enforceable. Now, Tim, again, it's a, it's a public safety versus constitutional rights. Who has the right to say you can't be on the streets after nine o'clock? That's my right. But in a temporary basis, based upon the argument that this is a national emergency, it's a health emergency, for limited periods of time, and I know we're going to be talking about a couple of other stories, there's even more serious examples of restrictions on constitutional rights with the arguable um, goal of uh, promoting and protecting public health and safety. Folks, it's John DePietro. Again, our segment is with our legal analyst, Tim Dodd, and more of it. We'll continue. Leave it right here. We are going to talk about uh, this business, uh, the governor saying you got to keep a journal handed over for everyone that you've met with. Also, Monique Brady back in the news trying to get out. And then a lot of people still going after uh, Fox News and some other different fallout from everything with the uh, coronavirus. It's all ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Everyone is talking about germs, about algae, about mildew. No, I know they're talking about the virus. What about some of the viruses outside your home? As the weather's getting warmer, now is the time. Let's make your property, home or business, look as best it can with Bethel Softwash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Softwash. Now, you can text Jared at Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Softwash of Lincoln. Free day, free same day text estimate at 401 617-2585. Text him at 
2585. And what I mean is if you text Jared, this is what my house looks like. He'll give you a free estimate right there. I'm talking outside your home. I encourage you to visit their Facebook page and you can see the before and after and what a difference it makes. Bethel soft washing is the low pressure system. It won't harm the surface. Low pressure H2O combined with the biodegradable chemical removes those biological elements like uh, algae and uh, mildew, and you don't need it. The biodegradable plant-safe solution, wait to see the difference. Now, I tell people, go to uh, log on to the Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash, Bethel Softwash, and look at the before and after. What a difference it makes. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash for your home, for your business, for your walkway, for your patio, for your deck. Make your home look beautiful. Get rid of that mold and algae. Instead, Bethel Certified Softwash. You can also text Jared at 401-617-2585. Make an appointment. Free estimate, 401-617-2585. And look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Softwash. Right in Lincoln, Bethel Certified Softwash. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400. A Rhode Island family business since 1986. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA. MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA professionals? They're here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local, aka sleep at home drivers, class A, B, non CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M E G A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. I, listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA professionals. 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 for MEGA Professionals. It's John DePietro. We're with our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Folks, again, you can hear the program weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 you know, parking lot, you have to first go online to cbs.com, register. It's free. You don't need a doctor's note. But she did say the other day, she's been saying she wants everyone to keep a journal of everyone that you come in touch with. And you keep that in like a notebook form. And she was saying first, it's a way to make sure about contact spreading, community spread. But the governor said something the other day that got a lot of people's attention. And that was if you show up for your testing, you hand over your notebook of everyone that you've come in contact with the past seven days, or you're not going to be tested. 
Now, it's one thing, again, to suggest that, but to hand over to, in this case, the government, anyone that you've been, had been in physical contact with, a lot of people became alarmed about that and felt it was an intrusion on their privacy. Yeah, I think the governor's going to have to rethink that one. Uh, it is an intrusion. If, if, if the um, ability to go to these CVS locations to get tested is for the public health and safety, um, one should simply be able to do that. Um, I don't think she has the ability. She can request it, but she can't mandate that you keep a log and she can't mandate that you show your a log if you choose to keep it to governmental authorities. Um, I think there'll be a challenge if somebody shows up for the test, they say, where's your, um, where's your diary? Where's your log of who you've contacted? You say, I'm not giving it to you or I haven't done one. If such a person was refused the test, I think there'd be an immediate lawsuit. I think the ACLU would get involved that's an overreach. One has really not so much to do with the other. I understand where the governor's going to keep a contact log so if you are infected, you can alert folks that you've been in contact with. But to mandate it and to force you to show your papers, so to speak, to some government authority um, will never stand up. It, it would never stand up in court. I don't think the public will stand for it. And as we've discussed in the past, this is where you get into that slippery slope of people giving up their constitutional rights, you know, willingly because of the fear of this pandemic. Um, sometimes these are rights that are very tough to restore and tough to get back all that you've temporarily lost. So I think the governor, well-intentioned yet again, but it's an overreach and she should really pull that back because it's... It's, an uncon it's not nece necessary from a constitutional or safety standpoint to force people to demand that they show their papers to a government authority. That's, um, that's uh, East Eastern European mentality, which I think we should not embrace very easily. You know, it's interesting, Tim. I heard from a police officer that same day who said, my God, if we ever enforce this, they, they deal constantly with situations where people are shot, stabbed. They bring them to the hospital. The police are saying, who did this to you? And they have that code of no snitch. They said, if we could ever say, you know, someone's at the hospital, we're not going to treat you unless you tell us who stabbed you or who was with you. They, they were like, my God, you, you can't do that. And here you have someone, you know, you're coughing, you can't breathe. And supposedly if this played out, you show up and they say, no, we're not testing you unless you give us your diary of everyone you've been in contact with. Uh, I, the police were astounded by that, Tim Dodd. Well, and at the same time that the governor's saying you must show us your papers, she's basically told folks who are here illegally, illegal aliens or illegal immigrants, if you will, hey, don't worry, come forward, you'll be treated, we'll Good take point. care of you, we're not going to ask any That's questions. Right. So why are there two different standards? Tim, what about this uh, business also? Uh, and, and again, folks, uh, it's John DePietro speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, what about this business of that they, they have a mechanism? They didn't give out too much information, but they can tell through your cell phone. Uh, they, they call, it's called a ping, but basically they have the ability, and they wouldn't reveal too much about it, but that they have the ability, if they wanted to, when they would be able to forget about your diary and your log, they would be able to tell through pings off a cell tower 
of if I go to meet you and another person for coffee, our cell phones are pinging. They have a record of that. So you, they could they say, okay, on Monday, uh, these were the people, and everyone carries their cell phone with them, that you were then in contact with. That, that sounds like going down a completely different avenue where they literally are chasing or, excuse me, tracking all of your movements and everyone you're coming in t- contact with. Yes, Big Brother is watching. Yeah. George, George Orwell was way ahead of his time. John, I was speaking to a friend who um, tested positive for the coronavirus, and he was um, interviewed and vetted thoroughly by some representative, I think, of the uh, health department about where he had been, what he had done, who he had spoken with, and they wanted his cell phone number. And they basically told him, listen, you are quarantined in your house for the next 14 days. We got your cell number. We know who your provider is. We might be watching you. And if we see that you're out driving around, there could be consequences. Um, I, I think that's another governmental overreach. I mean, that's that's beyond Eastern European tactics. That's that's 1984 tactics. Um, I think that the government checking your pings and tracking your cell phone um, location um, is scary. It's chilling. It's, there's no place for that. And I don't think the interest in protecting public health should allow that type of invasion. And I'm surprised I haven't seen anything yet. I've been reading about this and hearing about it anecdotally. I've heard, have not heard anything yet from the ACLU, but, it just it just goes against the grain of everything that you know is supposed to be occurring in this country and not having big brother government watching your every move. Um, it's, it's pretty chilling. And Tim, not only that, uh, once they start to track that, uh, I think you're right on one of those things. It's very tough to get that back if that suddenly became the norm where they have a full tracking device of, you know, on Monday you left your house at eight o'clock, you stopped at Dunkin' Donuts. Then we see that you went and pumped gas then you went to this building. Uh, you met with these four people who were in the room with their cell phones. So we know who was in the meeting. We know how long you were there. We know you stopped for lunch after that. I mean, it, it, it does enter into a different uh, universe, so to speak. And it would be tough to get it back. Folks, again, uh, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. With us is our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to, um, we are going to talk about these people that apparently coughing intentionally or spitting at others while infected. But I, I want to touch on um, someone that this was a case that we covered. It was Monique Brady, lives in East Greenwich or did, and in this full elaborate scheme where she took these people's life savings. It was a Ponzi scheme. She had them believing that she had this contract to refurbish homes. She was hit very, very heavy uh, by the judge. But one of the things that came out was she was attempting, apparently, they stopped her trying to flee the country to go to Vietnam. She was saying that she has a grandmother there she wanted to see, but she has been uh, locked up and, and was hit with some pretty substantial time. I believe it was eight or nine years. Well, as a result of this, it did make the news that Monique Brady was looking to get out, uh, be released from prison because of what's going on. Now, the judge denied it. Were you surprised at that? And what was the reasoning you know, one thing, boy, she is just resilient. She hears other people being released from prison and feels I might as well take a shot at it. I, I, I was not surprised by Judge McConnell's decision at all. Um, you've, you've kind of laid out the litany of her past conduct. She is a flim-flam artist. Um, she was like our local Bernie Madoff type yep. person. 
she she scammed people out of literally millions of dollars um people who could not afford the investments people with other um financial problems in their personal lives she had no qualms with shaking, you know taking their money and doing going to casinos and misappropriating it and um running a ponzi scheme um she did make a make an attempt or she was planning an attempt before she was um sentenced to flee to Vietnam um that was um intercepted by her boyfriend's wife who saw something on the cell phone alerted the authorities and um put a stop to that uh, attempt to flee she's a flight risk if she got out she's she's a she's a con artist i'm sure the court had um concerns that she might attempt to flee yet again what does she care if she's on the run at least she's not in jail um she says oh i would stay home i'd be with an ankle bracelet okay so you leave you cut off the ankle bracelet whatever you do and now you're on the lam i think the judge had a real concern that that could happen um her argument is that she's awaiting transportation to a federal um penitentiary but because of this covid-19 situation no none of these transportations are occurring so right now she's stuck at the ACI and she's concerned obviously like everyone else in there that um she's at risk to pick up this um uh, virus um the court was unpersuaded um unsympathetic and basically said in so many words you're not a special case you stay right where you are and i think that based upon her past conduct she would be one of the least sympathetic people ever to potentially get out on home confinement to avoid um uh, sitting there in a prison cell that could be surrounded by people with this covid-19 virus as we did see um, subsequent to last week some inmates did get out of the ACI but under much different circumstances those were folks who were typically within the last 90 days of their sentence who had you know displayed good behavior while in prison and there was a very very limited number of folks i think it was about 28 who were released early uh, by agreement of the attorney general's office the public defender's office and the supreme court um Monique Brady is certainly nothing like any of those candidates and I think uh I never thought the judge would let her out. Folks, it's John DePietro. Now coming up, we are going to talk about there was this talk about a potential lawsuit against Fox News and then also what about some of these people you're hearing about intentionally coughing or spitting in uh others and then threatening they may be affected. We'll talk to Tim Dodd about that and a lot more right here. Leave it right here on the John DePietro show. Well, it's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Johnson Propane. Now listen, you want to be prepared for what's going ahead. Now is the time to stock up on propane. Stop in. Phil never runs out. That's right. Phil Johnson never runs out. Easy to get to. Located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, and it's right in front of Stop and Shop, right over near Rhode Island College. They are open 7 days a week. Propane tank and supplies, they fill Blue Rhino and they will fill up all your propane tanks. Credit cards, debit cards are accepted. You can call Phil Johnson at 401-621-8129. 401-621-8129. 
621-8129, Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Call Phil, 401-621-8129. Now is the time to stock up. It's drive-in, no wait, propane filling station. They'll fill up your tank. Now is the time. You want to make sure. You don't know what's going to happen. And if, in fact, you get locked down or you have to be out, then you want to make sure you have propane. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. I, I'm stopping by to have Phil fill up. I have two tanks. I'm going to have them both filled up. 401-621-8129. Stop in and see him. He's just terrific. And, again, right, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right near Rhode Island College, and right in front of Stop and Shop. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Remember, for your business, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-21. MEG, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. FHWA Inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer Pickup and Delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. It's John DePietro weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always email me, john at DePietro.com. With us is our legal analyst, Rhode Island top attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, um, we had talked about last time there was this growing movement that a lot of people felt that certain people at Fox News Channel, specifically you had a situation, people saying that Sean Hannity was downplaying the virus. You had a situation where Laura Ingram had Rudy Giuliani on and he was talking about this uh, drug and, and felt that there were ways that it could cure it. And there was this building movement and some people started to put out feelers, potential legal action against Fox News Channel in saying that they misled them and that as a result of, result of that, the pandemic became worse. Um, you have some thoughts on that and maybe an update. Yes, I did review the complaint, which was filed by this group out in Washington State. Um, th- that organization has sued Fox News largely on a claim or an allegation 
that Fox News and its on-air personalities knowingly disseminated false, erroneous, and incomplete information, which was reasonably relied upon by the public, and that that reliance delayed or interfered with measures to mitigate um, virus exposure, which the public could have otherwise taken. I know that's a mouthful, but that's really where this um, lawsuit um, in initiates. Um, part of the lawsuit um, invokes the um, Federal Consumer Protection Act, which um, will probably be the downfall of the success or it'll result in the failure of this litigation. The Consumer Protection Act is typically where someone on air is promoting a service or a product for a fee. And if the product that you're promoting um, is being, the, the claims are false, erroneous, incomplete, and it's intended that you rely on these product claims being made in exchange for a fee, send us money and we'll send you this snake oil. That would be a situation where the Consumer Protection Act would kick in. Um, it's not going to work for this um, litigation against Fox News. One of the Fox um, talking heads, not reporting news, but providing an opinion, um, indicated in so many words, boy, this is a story that the media is going to go crazy with because to the extent that it's hurting the economy, it takes away President Trump's biggest talking point, i.e. a great economy. And the worse the economy gets, it will hurt President Trump. And the opinion is, well, the media doesn't like the president. The media will be happy to see the economy go down uh, based upon this virus, because if it hurts the president, it's good for the country and we can get rid of him. Now, that's an opinion. That's a theory as to what the media will do with this information. Um, and early on, before there was a full appreciation of how um, contagious this virus was, there was a lot of talk that the media Folks, this was... Folks, again, we're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd, right? We are um, going to come back and talk with Tim and wrap up right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today. Your best lawn ever guaranteed, 401-392-1025, 401-392-1025, or online. They have a great website, lawndoctor.com. What do they do? Well, outdoor pest control, annual program, lawn care service. They make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctor Rhode Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn. Best lawn guaranteed. Call them today, 401 392-1025. Free uh, consultation and estimate 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time release fertilizer, professional blend of high calcium line. Lawn Doctor. Go online. Check them out. It's LawnDoctor.com or call them today. 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor. Folks, again, uh, it's John DePietro. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, right before the uh, we took a quick break, you were just finishing up about the situation with Fox News Channel. Yes. So 
when the Fox News people were early on in this thing speculating that the media was desirous of a pandemic, desirous of the economy faltering because it was a way to hurt the president and nothing else had ever hurt the president previously. Impeachments didn't hurt him. All these other allegations against him didn't hurt him. The theory was, as expressed by the opinion people at Fox, well, maybe the media is going to play this up as a way to, to hurt the president. And maybe the media is going to overstate the risks of this virus to tank the economy. Those were people providing opinions, not reporting it as news. So in, in my view, this litigation against Fox is doomed to fail. And Fox, uh, through its counsel, has said, listen, we're going to defend this and we're going to seek sanctions against the plaintiffs for filing basically frivolous litigation. And I think there's a strong likelihood that a court would sanction the plaintiff here. Um, a new show. It's not even a new show. Hannity is not a new show, nor is Laura Ingram. Um, they're opinion shows. You don't hear the folks who are on between 12 and 6 or 12 and 7 um, providing their opinions so much. They report news between, what is it, 7 o'clock and 11 o'clock, it's mostly opinion shows with guests who provide their opinions. It's not presented as news. Um, the group that brought this litigation obviously doesn't like the president, obviously doesn't like Fox News, would like to see Fox News muzzled, and this is a way to try to punch Fox News in the nose. Um, it won't be successful, John. This is litigation that's doomed to fail. And Tim Dodd, finally, uh, what about some of these stories that are popping up? Somebody claims they're infected. They go and cough at police officers. They claim they are intentionally coughing or spitting at others. Now, there is a difference because we don't know if, in fact, they are infected. It's not the same as if someone I, I was reading, they said, oh, that's like someone pulling out a gun or a knife. Well, it's, it's actually not because it could just be someone who's coughing or spitting and there is a difference between that and someone that actually is brandishing a weapon but what about some of these charges that we're hearing about being people intentionally coughing at others while they they either are infected or they potentially could be infected yes these these cases are somewhat analogous to the early the cases from the early 2000s uh with the hoax anthrax yes. cases yeah um Somebody sends in the mail to somebody else um, an envelope, and it's got white powder. And back then it was like, uh-oh, is this anthrax? And typically it was baby powder. But some of those cases were prosecuted as a terrorist threat because even if it's not true, it, it, it does create panic and fear. Now, if somebody, whether they've got um, the virus or not, spits or coughs at someone, that, that's an assault. So that's prosecutable as a criminal offense in and of itself. If, if, if these were different times and there was no um, COVID-19 and I spit at you intentionally, that's an assault. And if you go to the police, I could get charged, probably would get charged criminally with that. The same is true with the overlay of the potential that you're an infected person. The... Um, the U.S. attorneys around the country are theorizing that such conduct, when you go into a supermarket and cough on the vegetables or cough at the cashier or cough at somebody, a, a police officer, um, could 
um, result in charges of inciting a terrorist threat. I think that's going to be a very difficult uh, charge to maintain, a terrorist threat. Um, typically, t the terrorist threat uh, statute would provide that if you're utilizing a, wep if a, a weapon of mass destruction is any weapon involving a biological agent capable of causing death, disease, or other biological malfunction in a human being. That's what the United States Code provides as a definition for what a terrorist threat would be. Um, in the first instance, for the feds to prosecute this would be difficult because usually there would have to be some interstate modality which would create a federal offense. So if I bought the fertilizer in Rhode Island, rented the truck in Connecticut, and drove to Massachusetts to light off a bomb, that creates a federal situation because it's interstate. If I'm simply a Rhode Islander who walks into a store and coughs at someone, there's not necessarily a federal component. It would be something that could be charged as a state crime. And most states, and I believe Rhode Island does as well, has a state anti-terrorism statute. So if I go into a supermarket and I'm mad at the cashier and I cough at the cashier, clearly that's, clearly that's criminal. It's probably assault. I don't think it's going to be charged as a terrorist um, threat. The difference is there are organizations around the country. Let's assume that you and your group say, we're going to cough at um, all the cops or we're going to cough at all of the minorities. Uh, I know there's one group down south that they're trying to do something vis-a-vis -vis coughing at or infecting folks who happen to be Jewish. I think if you're targeting a group, a religious group, an ethnic group, a racial group, um, and there's some organization to it, that would make the notion of a terrorist threat much more plausible um, because it's an intended act against a target group, not just random people. Um, those are the cases where I think um, the, the terrorist charge with much more substantial penalties would probably be pursued both on a state and federal um, level. Folks, he is our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. Be safe, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks. You too, John. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in stall lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company. Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? It's John DePietro, and there's nothing more important than cleaning your home, your business, a school, 
any type of building, you need Soul Source Restoration, a Rhode Island-based company, and it's Soul, S-O-L-E, like the soul of your shoe, Soul Source Restoration. Call them today at 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. You know, Soul Source Restoration, folks, they are one of the few companies in the entire country have the type of equipment experience that you need as far as residential is there anything more important than making sure your home is absolutely clean from viruses for your family for your friends for yourself sole source restoration same for your business they have the expertise the type of equipment that you need to get through this crisis we spoke with mike cp of sole source restoration and i asked him about just that very thing the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment that makes sole source restoration different than every other company. We're a full service restoration company, as you know, John. We've been in it about 15 years now, and with this coronavirus that has changed our world for the time being, we found a unique way to provide a true 99.9% disinfectant service. Mike, Soul Source Restoration, and again, folks, it's S O L E, Soul Source Restoration. What is? What would you say? What is the goal? What is the goal of the company? Our main goal is to utilize our services to keep essential and non-essential businesses safe, protecting both employees and customers. In with Soul Source Restoration, what is the difference? equipment that you use that probably is different than any other company certainly in rhode island right now but the way i understand it i've heard it, you're one of only six companies in the entire country that have the type of comp the type of equipment that you have we utilize cdc approved hospital grade disinfectant enhanced with sporicide and viricide that we atomize by means of microthermal foggers these microthermal foggers break down the disinfectant to 3 to 5 micron, which is basically a fancy word for a micromillimeter. This allows the disinfectant to saturate air particles and cover all surface material, giving you a true 99.9% kill of all pathogens. You know, Mike, right now someone is listening saying, John DiPietro, this does sound fine. Mike CP, sole service restoration, it sounds fine. But I already have a janitorial or cleaning company, and... And they tell me that, that they think they can get rid of the coronavirus. These old methods leave a lot of room for human error, utilizing older equipment that doesn't break down the disinfectant in a way that's going to kill the coronavirus. Mike, with sole source restoration, now you have the country is in pandemic. Everyone is freaked. We are seeing death about the coronavirus. What right now is the biggest challenge for a company like yours that has the capability for a coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service? Our biggest challenge, John, is educating the public that what we're doing is very different from janitorial and normal restoration companies whose conventional methods of cleaning mainly comprise of mops, buckets, spray bottles, and kettle pot foggers. Don't take any chances. Call Soul Source Restoration today. 
coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Call them at 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. They have the equipment that you need. They will fully clean your home, your property, your office, your school, whether it's any type of business. You heard CDC approved environmentally and pet friendly they have the protective equipment they have the type of equipment that you need don't take any chances a rhode island based company and they're in a league of their own with the type of resources they have to fully disinfect your property from the coronavirus sole source restoration call them today home or business 401 712 2700 401 712 2700 it's sole source restoration coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for Rhode Island Massachusetts and Connecticut again look for them online soulsourcerestoration.com